This is Camp Life, The Other Side. A bi-weekly podcast for summer camp professionals. Hosted by Kelly Cook and Natalie Hamilton. Now it's time to explore the other side of summer camp. Welcome to our brand new podcast, Scamp Life, Exploring the Other Side. I am your one of your hosts, Kelly Cook, and I have with me Natalie Hamilton. Hello, everyone. So some of you may know me. I, I have been podcasting with Kurt uh, Jackson and Chris Callow here for the last few months in our Scamp Life podcast. Uh, however, uh, I've decided or Kurt decided or however we decided to uh, kind of branch and have this new podcast under under the scamp life umbrella um, just kind of to go into a little bit more of in-depth uh, things and aspects of camp uh, they they're gonna do some program and we're gonna be kind of the overall answering of many many questions uh, here and uh, if you don't know me uh, I am the camp director of Pine Ridge Day Camp located in northern Alabama I have 10, 15 plus years of camp experience in seasonal and uh, full-time capacity. I've got, while I work at a day camp now, my background is primarily in overnight camping, as well as I have a background with the YMCA, humane education, which is working at an animal shelter, teaching kids, um, and then now in a day camp setting. Um, And then I'll let Natalie introduce herself, um, and then we'll kind of tell you more about what this podcast is about. Yeah, thanks, Kelly. So my name is Natalie Hamilton. Um, I also work here at Pine Ridge with Kelly. I am the equestrian director out here. So I've been involved in camps in a full-time capacity since 2008. So going into the the 14, 15 years here. Um, And I've had quite a variety, um, both regionally. I started out on the West Coast. I've worked in the Midwest, and now I'm down here in the South. And work for for for-profits, nonprofits. Like Kelly, I've also had you know some experience in overnight camps. Mo- actually, majority of my experience has been overnight camp settings with agencies um, such as the Y, with you know private individual camps. A little bit of all over the board, um, but I've always been involved in the horse side of things, um, and I feel like that lends a, a unique perspective into the the way that I kind of view camps. And it's allowed Kelly and I to have some really good, interesting conversations. So when she asked me to, to join in on this podcast, I was super excited just because I feel a lot of times the, those people that you have in, in your horse programs can be kind of underutilized um, or kind of outspoken. We are all, for better or worse, a little bit stubborn and sudden in our ways. Um, but we also, we, we do just have a, a, a very different perspective on camp. We see the program side of it. We see a big picture side of it. We're kind of involved, but also on the outskirts. Um, so I was super excited when she asked me to join as I feel that we can have some, some good, honest, and open discussion and not afraid to dive into some, some possible unpopular opinions or the um, just the, the not common, not as well-known theories on on some hot topics um, and some things that are kind of affecting us all in the camp industry at this point in time. 
Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So we are, we are here to explore the other side of some big picture questions. Um, these might be current events. They may not be, or the current events may have led us to these questions that we've posed. And what's really exciting is this podcast is, is interesting and different because we're not here to give you answers. We are not here to tell you how you should run your camp or things you should do. We wanna encourage you to have conversations with your team. Uh, so we're gonna have some fun conversations. It's really fun because by having Natalie here, you know, you get to see us sometimes hashing things out because a, a question's <laughs> been posed. And so this is us. We hashing. don't always agree on things. No, we don't. But we also don't always have an answer because it could be a brand new question that has just popped up either in our in our heads, in our conversations, or if you have a question you want to tell ask us and we would be happy to discuss it. But so these are some of our questions that we are gonna be discussing as our team. It is only Natalie and I here um, and the director team at Pine Ridge. So some of these discussions will just be us hashing it out, just like we, we hope to inspire you all to hash out amongst your team. But we want to still have fun. We're going to, you know, there's going to be some times where we have already figured out what we're doing. And so there may be some ideas there, but we're not, we're not meant to have answers for you. I'm sorry, but we're going to have fun. We're just to probe more questions for you. More yeah, work. absolutely. We like more work, right? Because <laughs> we all need that in our lives. Yeah. More work right now, right? But yes, and, and at the end, we will definitely give you ways that you can reach out to us. If you have questions, we want to highly encourage you to ask them to us so that we can discuss them here, maybe bring you in on it with the podcast. And this way we can, we can collaborate together, but we're going to have some fun. So what is our, what is our first question? <laughs> Are we losing our uniqueness? That yeah, we- was one that, that came up and we kind of spiraled off from there, but I, I feel like it's a good, you know, first topic to kind of kick us off because it does kind of speak to the the bigger picture of things. You know, a lot of these smaller, smaller issues or smaller problems that we're solving or hurdles that we're overcoming, is it going to affect us in that big, broad spectrum of what makes each and every camp individual and we what makes us all unique? Absolutely. I think too, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we've got so many questions that are, are circling right now and so many topics that going around the, the industry, you know, there, there's hot topics right now, such as mental health, both with youth and staff. There's, you know, all the DEI work that is going around both with, you know, different aspects and different cultures in camp. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, the LGBTQ uh, that kind of movement, you know, these are all big topics and everybody's trying to work on them, but at at some point, is it, is it gonna kind of lose that uniqueness to camp by being so inclusive that we are no longer inclusive? Yeah, I know you've posed that question before and it is very, a very much unpopular opinion, but it's one that I am interested in. I think there's some validity to it. Um, you know, we were talking a few weeks ago about all of those very specific camps out there. There are camps whose sole population and their sole mission and purpose is to work with LGBTQ or specifically trans kids. There are camps out there whose sole purpose is out there to work with urban youth, with special needs youth, with whatever subset you want to put out there. 
there is a camp that is out there specifically for that population. And so your staff are better equipped to work with and help that population because they know going into it, that is who they're working with. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about culture before and, you know, your programs aren't necessarily going to be what defines you as a camp. Yes, it might draw on a few, you know, new kids, new campers throughout the summer, but your culture is, is what keeps those kids coming back every single year. And your culture is directly impacted by the population that you serve. And so with all of this additional work that we are putting into, let's get, you know, we're going to change the whole the whole way we do our registration system to to make these five more campers feel more included here at camp which is great don't get me wrong i'm not saying that we don't need to <laughs> we don't need to be working on these things and we don't need to be putting an effort and trying to always improve and better ourselves but if we are doing all of these hours of research and stressing over it and trying to figure out how to reinvent the wheel for these few campers in these subsets, are we in some way or shape or form actually devaluing those camps who are there solely for that purpose? Like that is what they are meant to do. That is what they are here to do, here to provide. Um, that's something that I've been kind of thinking about. Are, are we getting to a point where we are devaluing those camps where that is what their mission is? Yeah. And I think it's important too, because when I've worked at one of those camps, I worked at a camp just for, um, those with special needs and it, yes, it was in a seasonal capacity. And I think it was almost, I wouldn't say easier as a, as a staff member working there, but it was easier because I was coming from a camp that was for all, it was a Y camp as a camp counselor. And I worked with teens now amongst that, you know, I had campers of varying abilities as well. And the occasional camper with special needs would, would come into my group and you almost feel like you're pulled away because sometimes they do require a little bit more attention. However, mm -hmm. working at a camp that was just for those with special needs was almost easier because you knew that if you were putting time into one camper that maybe in an hour or two, you'd be putting that same amount of extra time into another camper. So you almost didn't mm -hmm. feel absolutely as pulled away from all your different, you know, you didn't feel pulled away from your kids because you knew at various points throughout the week, each camper was going to require your extra attention. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think at least, at least as a staff, a seasonal staffer, it was easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and again, it's not that that work's not important, and we do want to be able to, you know, again, Kelly and I both have a wide background, so that, that statement of for all definitely hits hard to, to with both of us, even in what we're trying to accomplish and do down here at Pine Ridge, but we also have to have our limits and be able to say, you know, okay, maybe, maybe we aren't going to be able to be the camp that can accommodate this, or maybe we're not going to be able to be the camp that can, can change this. When is it going to be okay to just accept the population that we have and accept the culture that we have because it is working for you, it is being successful for you, and be proud about that. Be proud of the fact that you have a successful camp with a great culture that is inclusive, um, but we're not having to dive so far into, into the worlds that some of us don't necessarily know um, or aren't as well versed in. To, to try and bring in these populations that 
maybe they would be better at a different camp. Maybe they would feel more successful and, and feel better and more comfortable in a different setting because that camp is made for them, for their interest, for, for, their, for their abilities. Um, it, you know, it's a camp that is made specifically for them, as opposed to us trying to, in a sense, become all the same. At what point do we all become doing the same things? We're doing the same activities. We're, you know, doing the same check-in, check-out process. We're, we're losing some of that, that magic that comes with all of the individuality of all of our camps. Um, and again, we're, we're, are we lending to the fact that we are, will, in turn, five, ten years down the road, lose some of that uniqueness because we're all going to be viewed as exactly the same. Yeah. I think, I think at, at the director level, I think, you know, it is important to at least educate ourselves and all the different things that are going on. So even as a director, while we don't cater to a large variety of special needs, we cater to, to a few, depending on what we can, you know, handle based on our staffing and everything like that. You know, I do, I do find it important to educate myself on the current events of special needs camps and what they're dealing with, just because when we do get those one or two kids whose parent they really want to send in, into here and mainstream them, that we can support them the best way possible. Same goes for, you know, DEI work, diversity, equity, and inclusion work. I want to make sure I'm educated in that information so that I do have parents who will call me and ask, you know, what, what percentage of your staff and or campers are of color. And, you know, I still need to be able to answer those questions. I still need to be able to know the information, but it may not be the forefront of what we are, what we're focusing on. Like right now we are focusing on, you know, getting into either title one schools or underfunded areas, because right now we're known as the rich white camp. And that's okay. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but with our why background, Natalie and I have, have, really found that we should offer a camp scholarship. It might not be our leading thing, like the why, you know, they lead with for all and having financial assistance. And that is phenomenal. And I love that they do that. I was a scholarship kid going to a Y camp. Uh, but I think it's still important that we have it available for those families who need it and those who want to come to camp. Just like I want to stay educated when I get those questions and make sure I am up to date with everything that is going on and have answers and know it, but it might not be what we're focusing on right in this moment or this year. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's an important point to make is there's a fine line between being educated on it and then implementing it. You know, there are phenomenal camps out there that are doing great things just because it might not be evident to the rest of the camp world that they are working on, you know, say it is, you know, diversity, inclusion, and equity work. They know they are. They are personally working on it. Um, they have their, you know, policies and procedures and, you know, things that they are strategically planning and, and working on, but it's not outwardly noticed to the rest of the camp world. And so I feel like us as camp professionals, a lot of times, we feel that if we are not in the forefront of some of these movements, that we're in the wrong. And I think that's where we need to start changing that mentality mm -hmm. a lot too, is just because you are successful in what you're doing, doesn't mean that you have to feel bad about it because you're not in the forefront of all of these <laughs> movements. Again, being educated and understanding and knowing it 
but it's okay if you're not at the same time, you know, as long as your campus being successful, if you are running in the black and you have great return rates and you have great reputation in your community, don't stress over it. <laughs> Educate yourself, know what's going on, but don't feel bad about not being as involved in some of these movements as you are, because it might not be something that your camp is worried about. If you are in an area where your population that you're pulling, if you're so remote, and you're not offering transportation and the population of kids that you are pulling are literally the 150 kids who live in your general vicinity. <laughs> if that's all your population is gonna be for, for the summer, I know there are a lot of camps out there that are like that, that's okay. You know, you're not gonna try and go out two cities over to pull in campers because that's that's not who you're serving. That's not what your camp is gonna be able to, to best provide for them. Your camp is set up to provide for, for this population. And that's okay. And I feel like a lot of people are either afraid to voice that opinion or say, hey, we're actually kind of good over here. Yes, we're working on this. And yes, we're going to try to you know, implement some more inclusion work in this area. But for the most part, we're doing okay. And I feel like we're afraid to say that because we don't want to get chastised or we don't want to get you know, beat down by, by other professionals who are in such a forefront of that work. Um, and trying to, to push that work on camps that can benefit from it. Yeah. I mean, and that work, it is, it does take a lot and a mental toll on directors. I know I've been doing a lot of that work myself for what the last year now, at least, mm -hmm. um, at least pretty heavily in it. Um, and it, it's a lot mentally and to try and juggle that with everything else we have to do as a camp director or a camp owner or an executive director, whatever your role might be, there's a, there's a lot. And to try and make sure that you fit everything in and then worry about that too, you can make conscious steps to, to do things. So like I will consciously advertise at, you know, the primarily black colleges in hopes of getting some of those staff, but I'm not going to beat myself up about it if I don't get any or hire yes. any. And mm -hmm. I, I think that same, same goes for the LGBTQ community. You know, that one isn't, it's still prevalent today and, and very much in, in the current events of, of the camp industry. However, it was much more controversial and much more a current event and a, a you know, a breaking news event, you know, five, mm -hmm. seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it was much bigger and because it's become more common to talk about and camp directors and others in the community are adapting and, and figuring out ways to become inclusive. It's not as big now, but I mean, mm -hmm. also if you have an entire staff, you know, that no one identifies within that community, it, statistically that's, you know, you'd have to have a pretty small staff, but you know, <laughs> It's unlikely, but it's, it's unlikely, possible. but it's possible. It's okay. You know, yeah. it's, it's okay that you, if you have to turn away those with special needs, you know, because you aren't equipped to do it and you don't have the, um, the means to successfully support those kids. It's okay too. Like we, we all don't have to say yes to every kid. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's it's not just in this moment, it's five, 10 years down the road. You know, what is the reputation that you want your camp to have? What is the, the image that you want your camp to have, not just in this exact moment, 
10 years down the road? And are you setting your camp up to be successful? Or are you setting your camp up to be the one that we are changing everything we do every couple of years because someone else comes in new and they have these grand ideas and we're going to focus on this area now. Or, oh, two more years down the road, someone else comes in and no, now we're focusing on this area. You know, you, you, we do need some continuity. And that, again, leans back to, or leads back to what makes us all unique. We are all very different in the way that we operate and run things. And if we are pushing so hard to, to become so similar, are we just going to put ourselves further in a hole? Are, uh, what's going to be the draw for the kids to come to your camp versus the camp up down the street who is doing the exact same thing as you, has the exact same values and morals as you do, has the exact same mission statements, relatively similar um, activities and programs for them to, for, to participate. What's going to be that distinction and that draw to get kids to come to you as opposed to the copy of you down the street. <laughs> you know, we're, we're pretty fortunate in Alabama uh, in a way that we don't have a ton of camps where we're located, right? Like we, we, we don't really, we honesty. really don't have surprised by that. We don't, we don't here. have that many near us. However, you look at like places like Michigan or mm -hmm. the Northeast, you know, you could throw a rock and hit three camps. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I was in Michigan before I came down here and just from where I was at, we were in 30 minutes of probably five or six different camps, all of which were overnight and day like we were, all of which had similar program activities like we did. We were all very similar in the way we did things. So again, having that, that distinction of what, what is your identity? What are you known for? Yeah. I think it's important to just, just start thinking about, you know, what are you, what are you known for? You know, look back at your mission statement. I know everybody, you know, may have something similar to you, but I mean, Natalie and I rewrote ours this year because we, <laughs> we wanted to look at that bigger picture of what do we need to be known for? And for us, we are a facility that runs day camp in the summer. And then in the off season, we are, we are supposed to be open for our clients who are, who are part of our parent company that are allowed to use the facility. Now with COVID happening, they haven't been out in a couple of years, but we want to get back to that. Well, our mission statement originally had something to do with Pine Ridge day camp, but the clients don't necessarily utilize us as a true day camp. When you think of day camp, they more use it as like an activity location that they could come out and do an activity, a, a camp activity, but an activity. And so we wanted to make sure that when we rewrote our mission statement, we just said Pine Ridge because it was more, yes, it was more inclusive, but it incorporated our, our parent company, which, and our clients. And that is really who we are outside of the, the summer day camp world. Yeah. Well, it's also helped us too to refocus on what we need to be spending our energy on in the off season. You know, we're not trying to spend our energy on retreats and rentals and corporate groups and things like that, which is what we were doing a ton of, we need to get back to why we are here. And that is for those clients um, of our parent organization. Yeah. And so, yeah, I feel that if you are a nonprofit, look back at your mission, like truly take a deep dive into it. And if you are fulfilling your mission, you're being successful and that's awesome. And that's great. And be proud of it. Don't feel like you have to you know, hide your success or feel like you can't say something about it because you're not as involved in some of these bigger movements. That's okay. If you're a for-profit facility and you
in the black and you have a great retention and you are able to find staff, which all of us are struggling <laughs> with at the moment, that is successful. You know, again, no matter how, how many of these larger initiatives that you may or may not be involved in, if you are successful in what you do and you can own who you are, and yes, always make those small steps to, to improve. We're always going to be improving. We always want to improve. But at your core, that makes you successful. Be proud of it. Be proud to talk about it and share your experiences and stories with people. And if you're not, that's okay too. If you're still in a work in progress like we are, that's okay too. And we're gladly tell anyone we're still a work in progress and we're trying <laughs> to work on these things. It's fine. Uh, but I feel like a, a lot of that, that hesitation to share those success stories is, is limited here lately because if you're not involved in those, you know, three kind of big buckets of big hot topics in camp right now, that there's this automatic perception of, oh, you're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong because you're not involved in that. And I, that's not the case. I think that's where we need to start is shift that mindset and get back to what makes your camp unique. What can your camp provide that is different than everyone else that's going to make you successful, make you stay around for the next 50, 100 years. That's what we need to kind of get back to it and finding that uniqueness in camp and the fact that we are all different is okay. Absolutely. I kind of miss the magic sometimes. Uh -huh. like, like, I don't know. I miss the magic. And I think like, find your magic. Like, what is your magic is kind mm -hmm. of, I think what needs to kind of happen going or at least look at, look at your camp. I mean, everybody, you know, coming into 2022 everybody always is like oh let's do better on ourselves and everything like that like mm -hmm. let's look at our camps and let's see you know what are you doing that's good like yeah affirmations of your camp yes own it okay <laughs> we're doing great in in our customer service let's own it let's be you know happy about that we're doing great in our marketing we're not doing we're not <laughs> Marketing is neither Kelly or I strong suit, let's be honest here, but we're trying, we're getting We're trying real hard. It. But yeah, what can you tackle? What can you, with, with the staff that you have, with the time that you have, with your own mental capacity that you were able to invest, what, what can you put back into your camp and be proud about what you are able to accomplish? And if there's nothing that you're proud of, I'd say go ask someone else because I guarantee you there's something to be <laughs> proud of at your camp and something that your camp is doing right or doing great or doing different from someone else and is still successful, which is going to help, again, reinstate that, that mentality of we are all unique and individual and, and, and embracing that. I think we end on that. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was great. That. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope you enjoyed our, our first episode. We have a wide variety of, of topics and questions to cover that Natalie and I'll discuss going forward. Um, and also too, we encourage you to join our conversation. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts and opinions either on our topics we discuss each episode, or if you have a question that you want us to discuss, we'd love to hear from you. Our contact information will be in the show notes so that this way you can either reach out to Natalie or or I directly, or the podcast itself directly, where we would be happy to have you come join us and discuss it with us on our podcast and kind of see what your thoughts are. Cause I'd love to get this conversation going. You know, I'm sure Natalie would too of, of these things that are oh, always talked about. 
Yeah. So, awesome. or is it something that you feel that maybe with the organization you are at or the larger, larger organization that you're with, maybe it, it is an unpopular opinion or something you don't feel comfortable voicing? Reach out to us anonymously. We have no problem talking about some, some difficult things and we'll take opposing sides. We'll have a straight up debate in here. It'll be great. It'll be um, awesome. So again, if, 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 by all means, reach out to us. We, we want to hear from you and we, we want to be able to help the camp community in general. Absolutely. Well, we thank you all for listening. Check back every two weeks for a new episode. Uh, This has been Kelly Cook and Natalie Hamilton with Scamp Life Exploring the Other Side. We'll see you next time. See you next time.